0: Let's get some insights on in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we bring in my good friend, longtime lifelong trader, Peter Tuckman, senior equity floor broker at Trade Moss. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Peter,
1: Finally, Chuck, man, we're you together. Are here.
0: He's also the most photographed trader on Wall Street, uh, and <laughs> he's also referred to as Einstein. So um, famous in your own right. That being said, you've had a lifetime on this floor. What do you make of the recent bank weakness that we've been seeing? There's wor- there was worry about contagion and crisis. Is it contained?
1: I don't think it's contained, and I think there's way more that we don't know than we do know right now, and I think that's where the concern lies. Right. I think they, it's all about confidence. I've been talking about this for the last couple of days as we've seen this happen. Right. What keeps a bank solid and what keeps people from going to the bank mm-hmm. and, and uh, running and taking their money out is confidence. Right. And I think we saw a lot of confidence start breaking down with the FTX story. Right. We started realizing that there are a lot of people who put people on pedestals. We think they're great in this industry, whether it's crypto or just investment and trading. And then suddenly they fall. We don't know what's going on behind the curtain. And so that starts breaking down the whole level of confidence of people in this industry. And then once again, everybody always thinks, okay, I know if I put money in the bank, I'll always be able to get it out. Right. We can go back to that. It's a wonderful life story with George Bailey. Obviously, our biggest fear is that this money we work so hard for that we put in the bank, people don't even know wh- what the bank does with our money. Right? Banks exist for a reason. There's a business model sure, behind they're busy it. So while they're themselves holding demand deposits, right. they're trading themselves. So right. do I actually know what they're investing in or what their risk profile is? Right. Apparently, we don't. Right. And if you even, I was listening to my friend Kevin O'Leary over the weekend, because everyone's trying to now put blame on who should have known, where is the blame on all this right. thing, because it's a big deal for a bank that one of the largest banks and to start seeing bank failures in America is truly one of the right. scariest things. And I'm sure the retail investor is sitting at home going, oh, my God, they may even want to start pulling their money out of right. their bank. But exactly. I, I learned something interesting this yeah, morning that me. one of the things, the contagion that we're seeing with with um, FRC, yeah. first republic which yeah. is a bank that people really love i mean if you do a little of your homework and you see that people actually it's a bank that's f- quite favored it turns out where does the contagion lie with them is that the fact is that a lot of their depositors are large depositors okay one of the things jp morgan is a huge bank obviously but a majority of their investors are are smaller are smaller not not investors a lot of their depositors are small level people hard working people who are not yeah. necessarily going to if they yank their money out would it actually have an Impact on the liquidity in the bank. It turns out with FRC, a lot of their uh, uh, depositors are big. They yeah. would fall, wait, not wouldn't fall under the realm of the FDIC two hundred fifty thousand pullout. That means that if they were to fail, and if people were yeah. to start pulling money out, it would impact the liquidity. That's what we sure. saw happen in Signature. That's what we saw uh, uh, happen in, in SVB.
0: Okay, so the takeaway here is that we still have uncertainty. Correct. Markets don't like uncertainty. Correct. But when there is uncertainty, there also lies opportunity. Yes, ma'am. Right? So, and you and I were discussing that. And um, this is something you focus on. You like to focus on trader education and give your lifelong lessons. What do you tell folks now?
1: Okay. So, we always, I work with my partner, David Green, at Wall Street Global Trading Academy. It's an academy teaching young younger traders right. or new first-time investors about financial literacy, uh, technical analysis, risk management for the young retail trader. Right. And what we're finding is that a lot of people don't know what really goes on here. They don't know, they didn't get the playbook on how to navigate this kind of a market. Look, I always use the analogy when your favorite jacket goes on sale at Macy's. Do you run and hide, or do you go in there and try and buy something at a discount? I get it that people are scared. They're they're very scared. From the retail trader on down. And um, so what I tell people is that there is opportunity here in this marketplace, that the world is not coming to an end. This is not the end of the banking industry. Well, I think they need to go out there and find whether they come to me and David Green at Wall Street Global Trading Academy, or they go and do a little shout out to myself. We always talk about TD Ameritrade, or or they go out and educate themselves about the opportunity opportunities within this market. There is a way to learn how to navigate it successfully. So
0: what's the key? Is it um, diversification, looking for dividends, having some risk, some safety, okay, some Okay, so value, there's there're
1: there two lanes. There're I mean, two lanes. Are there is them? an investor who should yeah. be looking at companies that still make money within this environment for the long term yeah. and, and and diversify clearly. But there is a whole nother community that you guys pulled out at during March 2020. 45 million new retail traders came yeah. in to the world around the time of COVID with, with, right. with isolation and staying at home. And that's our audience. That's our audience at Wall Street a Global Trading Academy. Traders. Okay, so it's a matter of trading. Day trading is an opportunity, right? Using risk management. What does that mean that if I'm a day trader and I'm buying or shorting a stock, I need to understand that I can if I if I'm doing it for a right reason and I use what the stock market gives us called the stop order, I'm able to identify the downside risk that I'm going to take right. and look and try and, and try and benefit from the upside. Right? So this is a wonderful market for small retail traders to trade the market and make a little money. As is long it, as they know okay. the rules.
0: Yeah and pay attention to the rules and how to do it. Um, and don't get greedy, right? Because don't get we always greedy. say bulls make money, bears make money. Um, you know, pigs get slaughtered, right? Thank you for helping me. I almost like, <laughs> I hadn't said it in so long, but oh, yeah. I got it. Um, that being said, last but not least, when we focus on the Fed, right? You just have the ECB, they they were full speed ahead. I mean, I know Credit Suisse is really not under the European um, central banks, um, domain, but they went forward with their 50 basis point hike. There was a lot of talk that the Fed was going from 50 to 25 to zero back to, I mean, now we're back to 25. You think that's what the Fed does? What should I, the Fed I, do?
1: I, I appreciate the question because I think it's just crazy, in my opinion. Look, everyone, there are people who are fans of the Fed and Jay Powell. There are people who who blame him for everything yeah. going on. We have a situation, it's called inflation. I'm a firm believer it's a function of what happened during coming out of COVID. At the end of the day, if you hold a strategy and you're confident with your strategy, even if it's a data uh, uh, decision-based strategy, at the end of the day, what does a banking crisis really have to do with our strategy affecting inflation? Right, if we're holding our ground, whether it's 50 basis points or 25, for a reason, to pull money out of the system to curb inflation. The banking industry and the banking crisis that we're in at the moment, is, while there's did contagion- did bring
0: down rates, though. The two-year Treasury came down at the fastest pace, uh, over 100 basis points since Black Monday.
1: Look, why would we then look if, if there are already eyes on us to know whether we are confident yeah. in our strategy? Yeah. Right now Goldman Sachs said the, the Fed should do nothing in the next yeah. meeting. But why right, I don't understand yes. why we're letting that co with each other. At the end of the day, we have a situation with inflation, let's deal with it and hold ground. So uh, right?
0: 25. You're back. Well, on the whether 25 it's 25 game. or 50. I, I mean, look, are you RIPPED the band-aid off? Can't I'm a
1: firm, I'm a 50? believer in rip the band-aid off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But right now the fact yeah. that we are trying to distract people, we have a Band-Aid banking crisis, right. we need to deal with that. We need to open the hood and see what's going on there, yeah. whether it's regulation-wise or looking yeah. at the risk that they're under, and then we have an inflation problem, and let's deal There's with that. There's also a
0: lag effect. I mean, we have to sort, we are seeing oil coming down. We've seen housing come down. We've seen, I, I talk, if this is a that. jigsaw
1: puzzle, it used yeah. to be a 500 piece, now it's a thousand. It's very <laughs> complicated. There are a lot of moving parts, but we it's need funny. to stay in our lane at the time and try and yeah. get to the end yeah. before we let things start yeah. distracting us.
0: We love having you on the show. My Peter pleasure. Tuchman. I would love to come back. Thank you for being on with us. Peter Chuckman, Senior oh. Equity Floor Broker at Trade Moss. Thank you for being Thank here. You.